Hello there, and welcome to another Irrational Passions Presents Review Discussion. This one, in particular, is going to be for Young Horses Bug Snacks. And to discuss, and to break down Bug Snacks with me today is Andrew Cogswell. Andrew, hi! Hello! We've never done a podcast together. We never. We never I think have... I've... I think you're the last piece of my Irrational Passions puzzle. Really? I think I think I've done one with everyone else because I did one with Mike a few weeks ago. Okay. So you one with Jarrett? Yeah. Ooh, no, maybe it is Jarrett. Jarrett, let me tell you how elusive Jarrett is. Yeah. Um, he's he is very much like a bug snack, and that and the fact <laughs> that he is elusive. I was really uh, hoping you would tie it back to that. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm the host of this ship. I'm, I'm, hey, Andrew, we're on this ship together, baby. It's I me and you in a little dinghy, and we're going to Snack Tooth Islands. I would not have it any other way. Thank you. Um, now, for the purposes of this uh, this discussion, mm. Bug Snacks is a very, like, um, two things, actually. Bug Snacks is a very, like, story-focused game, so we're going to talk about it just very briefly and like, vague terms. And then if you want to listen to what we have to say about the story and get into and we're going to get into full spoilers for it. So beware. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that me and Andrew both provided codes for the game and we're both good friends with the PR people who sent us codes. So yes. take literally everything we say with a grain of salt if you want. Yep. Um, that out of the way. Andrew. Yeah. Bug snacks. Bug snacks. Um, long time coming. It feels like it's announcing like June or July, and it's finally so, yeah. here. Um, boy, howdy. Uh, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. I just want to put that out there, like right at the get go. Um, I loved Octodad, which is Young Horse's last game. Mm-hmm. I I adore that game, and I went into this like expecting like a Viva Pinata uh esque experience Mm -hmm. and boy howdy was it nothing like that um which i mean that's not its fault i I, that's me going in with not really sure what's gonna happen because they were kind of elusive about like what the game actually was about for a long time yeah but man yeah there's stuff i would really like about it and there's stuff i just don't think works so Mm -hmm. i think that's fair like i'm i'm the same way like I think the game is solid on many fronts, but for where it actually falls apart for me is the overarching narrative. Um, Mm. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes, but I think the way that young horses has built a systemic world with bug snacks is fascinating. Watching um, the creatures, the bug snacks themselves interact with this world, um, watching the care, the main, the characters, interact in the hub of uh snacksburg i'm gonna say that because it's we're gonna talk about it it's snacksburg watching them interact in that town in a very like natural dynamic way really surprised me because i would not have pegged a team of i don't know how big they are but an independent team making a game with these kinds of systems of constant and frequent interaction mm-hmm. um because when we see the snacks out in the wild and watching them interact and the way you have to capture them, 
by using the the multitude of tools you have and figuring out how they which ones like each other and which ones don't there's a real like um ecological hierarchy in mm. these environments that i was not expecting to actually happen i was like oh yeah it's gonna like you said like a viva pinata kind of thing where it was night like it was fun very light natured and what and the way they interacted was kind really blew me away so i'm actually on the opposite end of the spectrum for that because for the most part the bug snacks just kind of walk in a circle and like on a pre-designated path and they don't really interact with each other unless you force them to um and you can do that in a variety of different ways and so to me like i felt like the world showed itself off when i was interacting with it Mm -hmm. and doesn't do it naturally um because for example i mean you can have you'll have two bug snacks that may not necessarily like each other walking in circles that are just far enough away where they won't recognize each other yeah but if one starts to chase you and just get just goes off its path just slightly the other one will like be like oh ah," and get mad Mm -hmm. and so i never felt like i felt like the bug snacks like were the core concept of the game but felt largely like unimportant until the very end which we'll get into later yeah um and i've talked to ty from uppercut because they also have a code about this Mm -hmm. but i feel like i liked what they did with like the narrative and characters and stuff i wish that was a separate game from like what you're talking about like the ecology of the world and the actual catching of the bug snacks i wish that was a separate entity um and like you kind of cut it down the middle if that makes sense yeah for sure um because i enjoyed the act of catching the bug snacks even like but it just it didn't feel very polished in some regards like i know you and i talked in dms like hey how do you do this because it's kind of obtuse in some ways yeah. and doesn't always work um which is frustrating because that drives the narrative so if you are stuck trying to figure something out, which I mean, it's a puzzle. I understand that. And like, that's fine. But because you're relying on like an AI to react a certain way to like tools you're using, there's always a little bit of wiggle room there. And if they're actually going to cooperate with you. Yeah, I feel like they don't always do that correctly. And it feels a little, like I said, unpolished. And that's frustrating because then you're, you're locked out of the narrative until you just... Like, I had to cheese one part of it just because, like, I don't understand what to do and this thing is not cooperating with me. Yeah. And I got it to do what I needed to do twice as a fluke. Yeah, so. and I think, and to that point, like, I can totally, I totally see that perspective. Um, in many ways, like, the world of bug snacks on Snacktooth Island definitely feels like it would just go on if the player character, unnamed. Um yeah was was not there at all it would just like it would it needs you to interact with it and i think that like true it does do it a disservice but i for like when you see when you when you are that active participant and then you then you're the driving force to see the ecology in action i think it is it's cool 
Mm. But to your point as well, to that point, um, I do wish they w- there was more frequent systemic interaction between the snacks and these the little levels yeah. that we see them in. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. Like, I agree with that part completely because, like, I think the designs and, like, what the animals are based on and, like, you know, whether they're, like, on fire or ice or whatever their characteristics are, like, they play off each other well when they do interact. They just don't interact unless forced. Mm-hmm. So I think they're I think they did a good job in some regards with that. But in the actual like mechanics of uh, like their motion and their habits, it just doesn't work out as well. So I like I get what you're saying, too. Like, I think yeah. I think we're both kind of on opposite sides, but like, like can acknowledge the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I like as someone who like really likes watching interactions in worlds this was and i haven't i haven't experienced a world with interaction like this in a little while um it was nice to see it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um, cuz i think the last game i really played with systemic interaction like this i think was prey in like 2016 okay um but then again i think i need to play more games um, have so do you have a, do you have an xbox yes okay do you have game pass yes get viva pinata like i like i know i've talked about it already like i adore viva pinata if yeah. you like how like these but the bugs act systematically like interact with each other mm-hmm. viva pinata does that in a really cool way because the ones that don't like each other they'll actively hunt each other yeah i i remember playing that as a kid i yeah. remember seeing the horstachio go after my little worm guy yeah for no fucking reason and i was very mad yeah and it, like it's frustrating but it's like hey these are animals they're acting mm. like animals you know what i mean um so like that's and like, that's kind of i guess like subconsciously like that's my comparison is mm-hmm. like i've seen this done better de- like a decade ago yeah um, and but but, but to, to make a little counterpoint to, to viva pinata in viva pinata you are technically trying to like like rescue these ant like these pinatas yeah. And make them like part of your land. You're trying to like, re- like rescue like a pet in some some for regards. sure. Yeah, and I, like which, and I'm not trying to be like a total contrarian, but no. in in Bucks Next they are out in the wild and you are interacting with out them in the wild. While there is still like an ecological order in both of these games, mm-hmm. there's there's the perspective of one is on the like the land that you are raising versus being out in the wild you know what i mean no and i that that totally makes sense like that's a really fair argument um i just like again like when the pinatas come to your garden Mm -hmm. and are interacting i think they do it better than and again like you said very different environment from being out in the wild um so yeah i think i think there's definitely an argument to be made uh Mm -hmm. on your behalf for sure okay now we'll just do a brief brief uh spoiler free like conversation about the story i think it's fine it's serviceable yeah um it's it's an adventure game i think fine is like the best word to describe it yeah um the story itself is very fine um and again without going to spoilers like it's it's billed as like a mystery Mm -hmm. um and there was just enough there to where i think it works as a mystery but man if they had removed like any sort of story beat whatsoever i think it would have fallen apart yeah um i wasn't playing to solve the mystery though like that being said like it wasn't like oh i really want to know what happens yeah. next 
It was just like, a, oh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was kind of like, it's not a page turner, but it's like, oh, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious-ish, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly where I'm at. I think for me, the story is, it's serviceable. It, it does a good job of like, carrying the world and these levels and the snacks you interact with through like a fun medium Mm -hmm. but the overall like arching plot didn't do much for me and i like and it feels weird to say because when the game first like the opening like the first 90 minutes to three hours of the game really enraptured me and i was like okay i want to see what's next Mm -hmm. but then as more of the like the quote-unquote adventure game was being shown off i was like okay i can see where the narrative is going um, yeah i mean uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the end at, like later on in the spoiler yeah. section um so i don't want to like give away too much here but like a lot of people are praising the ending of the game and it's mm-hmm. like this is like you can see this coming from like miles away yes um so i don't understand the praise the endings get gets but we'll talk about that later um yeah. characters though I will yeah. say I love most of these characters. Uh, okay. I would die okay. for Philbo. Okay. I think he's great. He's just, he's literally just trying his best. And like, yeah. he understands that he is not good at much of anything, but he like, he has that unbridled determination um, in a way that now that I'm thinking about it, reminds me of Deku from My Hero Academia. Uh, is that the green hair guy with from yeah the, it's the main the character superhero yeah. anime okay yeah yeah okay i wasn't sure if you'd watched it but yeah you have like, to contextualize th- anime for me because all fair. i know is naruto and naruto has kakashi and the broccoli i'm pretty sure that's his name that's his name i have no idea okay uh but yeah no he he reminds me of um like early stage deku where like he's like i might not be good at thing at things but damn it i'm gonna try mm-hmm. you know um and he's just like he wants to see everyone happy and he like takes up the role as like the pseudo mayor of snacksburg and no one really takes him seriously but he still wears like this mayor stash and is all proud and just like walking around mm-hmm. um so like i love him i love uh chandlo chandlo mm. chandlo's my boy uh, what a himbo <laughs> oh my god such a himbo but like so loving and caring mm-hmm. and voiced by yuri lawenthal 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 who did lawenthal? spider-man yeah. I don't know. He's um, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's Spider-Man. Um, yeah, like, he's great. And then Snorpy, who's, like, this Alex Jones conspiracy theorist, God, but, like, so way good. more sufferable than Alex Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I love these characters. Like, they're fun. And, like, mm-hmm. they are they all have their problems. And, like, they're all very flawed people yes. in their own way. And, like, I don't know. It was just interesting. Mm-hmm. And way more than I was expecting. I was expecting just like a bunch of goofy characters, but like these people all have serious problems with each with each other and with themselves and like their relationships in a way that I wasn't expecting. So that was kind of a highlight for me. Yeah, I I I have mixed feelings about the character work and the development. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Chandlo. Like, mm, I love a nice meaty himbo, and that's Chandlo. Yeah, and. Philbo is literally the the guy who wants to like do the best he can but some of the characters just kind of like I also like Triffany but Triffany Lottablog which is good yeah great name she's Um, the she's the archaeologist right yes okay yeah Um, I liked her too but some of the characters just like came off to me as very tropey 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't do, I wasn't able to do all the side quests. I know you were. Um, so I didn't I do all of them. All... I just did most of them. Okay. So, so, like, I don't know how all of them develop. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw, like, they're most of them kind of feel tropey. And they, like, there's no real growth except, like, right at the end. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally agree with you there. Um, I think Befica is honestly the biggest, uh, the biggest trope like yes uh but like she's plays such a small role and like her interactions with the other characters felt convincing enough to where she like she didn't bother me whereas Mm -hmm. like if she was more standalone and like you had to interact one-on-one with her more she would have driven me nuts yeah but she's just like you just you work with her like very a very very small amount at the beginning and then she's around for like the group scenes and stuff. So like she didn't really bother me, but like I can definitely see like she's incredibly tropey. Mm-hmm. Um Shelda, who is like one of the last people you meet, also oh, incredibly tropey. And I never I didn't really get to like hang out with her because she is one of the last people you meet. Mm-hmm. Um but like people like Clumby, who you meet at the very beginning, who is your boss at the newspaper you work oh, at. Excellent. Hilarious. Mm. Chef's and kiss. like how the game resolves with him too also very funny mm-hmm. um cromdo didn't like um okay i'm gonna make a quick comparison to ds9 cromdo face is fucking quark from ds9 okay now this is my anime so i don't understand anything you just said so quark <laughs> is a ferengi who is notorious for like exploiting his workers never paying them is very anti-union and Cromdo's all, and they're all about making a buck. But in oh, Quark's yeah. case, it's all about making latinum. But okay. in Cromdo, they're they're all just trying to make money. They're they're capitalists. Well, like, what more do you want from them? Well, like even Cromdo, like if you do some of his side stuff, like he develops a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he honestly does, but like not enough to like write home about. Yeah. But he he does get a little bit more of like you get a little bit of a backstory with him and like why he is the way that he is, just a touch. Okay. Um, to where like you get it yeah so yeah from like and from this i would just say when folks play the game i think it comes out uh three comes days the, after the, the 12th embargo, the yeah. 12th yeah three days after the embargo drops which drops on monday um um i would encourage people to do all the side quests yeah um i wasn't able to do them because playing games takes long Mm-hmm. We got uh, we got the code like earlier this week. This week's been kind of rough, but Saturday yeah. is good, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a good pivot to talk about spoilers and get into this like the story at large. Unless there's anything else you want to add. Before, yeah, I do real there. quick. Um, there there's three quests in particular that I think people should really do, like side quests that pe- like routes that people should go down, and that's Cromdos. Um, is one of them Chandlos is Chandlos, one, yeah, and then I don't remember who the last one is, but definitely go down their side quest paths because you get some really like it's some really cool uh mm. things that happen that I were honestly some of my favorite parts of like the actual gameplay. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend those two. Yeah, I would I would also agree with Chandlo. I did his all the way. Okay, and I had a very good time with it. Then mm-hmm. again, like. This is going to be a weird comparison. Chandelow gives me like big 
80s Mark Wahlberg vibes if mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg wasn't a fucking pe- total piece of shit racist. Uh-huh, 100%. So, like, just putting it out there. Mark yeah. Wahlberg, go fuck yourself. Anyways. Yep. I know you're listening, Mark. He is listening to this. Um, <laughs> get bent, bro. All right, so let's... Um, all right, now this is full spoiler time. Yep. If you want it, if you want to hear spoilers, here's the moment. Okay, so Andrew. Yeah. Where to yeah. begin with, like getting into spoilers for this game? So, so I, I think, okay. So there, content warning: body horror for this. Oh, for the entire conversation about story here. Yes. Um, which I think. Th- the t- the game the team behind this should have included yeah. um so just be aware of that yeah. um i so like the opening of the game when mm-hmm. when you first get on snacktooth island and you interact with philbo and you yep. kind of go through that tutorial and you feed him a snack for the first time yeah and like one of his body parts turns into a strawberry yep from that first moment i was like okay what the fuck is this game doing because I saw that and like, mm, this is body horror. Mm-hmm. What's body horror doing in this very family friendly, like quaint, cute game? Yeah. And then from there, it only gets kind of worse. Yeah. Um, in terms of body horror. Mm-hmm. But especially the last like probably a half hour to an hour. Yeah. Um, it was real bad. But. I think the story of because the whole crux of the story and Bug Snacks is you're trying to find um, Elizabeth Megafid, Megafig, yep. like who is this grandiose explorer who invited to to the island, but she has disappeared. So it's up to you, um, nameless protagonist, to go find them. Yeah. And I'll say I liked the adventure game part of this. I, I thought it was fun. I liked interviewing these people and like yes. Um, because I think there was a lot of, cause there's like 12 main characters you interact with. Mm-hmm. They're all very, when you do the interviews, you're like, Hmm, something's going on, some going on with this character. Yeah. Um, I think that's very noticeable in like Cromdo, uh, Shelda, mm-hmm. when you do Wampuses, like first one, mm-hmm. um, these are all like all these characters are kind of like hiding something from them, like from you and from the other people and often yeah. from themselves. Um, I think that is kind of like what makes the characters work in some capacity. I completely agree. And I think you get that even more too with like, like I said, some of these side stories and like these side missions that you do along with the interview. Um, I think it, I think it works out really well. Uh, as far as like the body horror stuff. So I knew about, cause they kind of talked about it in like trailers and stuff that like, Hey, if you eat a bug snack, like one of your limbs turns into like something related. And like, I always assumed, Hey, it's just like a cute, fun little thing. And I didn't realize like how far they were going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I assumed like, Oh, Hey, you caught a bug snack, like show it off kind of thing by like feeding it to these people. I didn't realize like they kind of sort of become like addicted to them. And like, yeah, that's their like primary form of sustenance on the island. Um, And like, I don't know. It just, it got, it went from like a two or three to like an 11 in that last hour. 
with yeah. like how much about the bug snacks is revealed. But again, like you can see it coming. Yeah. With so like I guess like fuck it, we're talking about spoilers. Yeah. Elizabeth we're, we're in the spoiler zone, baby. Yeah. Elizabeth at the end, you finally find her and she has like become like Queen Bug Snack. Yeah. And, and has been like absorbed into the island itself. And is just like part of this grotesque like bug snack monster, yeah. and you can I mean you can kind of see big that uh, pizza the hut vibe, yeah a hundred percent big pizza the hut vibe, and you can kind of see that coming when you realize like hey these people have just been munching on this shit and transforming yeah. their bodies willingly and like I don't remember the scientist's name it's Snorpy's sister, um, uh, she like has created Flifty? this huh Floofy. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, she's also, like, this... I don't want... Some of the names I get that are supposed to be cute and fun. Yeah. Like, they're all fucking, like, they're all, like, gimmicky, and I'm like, cool, I don't remember any of these names because... Yeah. Like... I don't remember a lot of them. I remember some, but... I remember, like, Chanlo and Cromdo because they're, like... Yeah, and, like, Elizabeth and Agabelle and stuff like that. And, like, Philbo, yeah. but everyone else, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, No. Go but so like yeah the scientist lady like has even like created a device that lets people like change which body part mm-hmm. is being affected and like swap them out if they've already eaten like so example if somebody's eaten a strawberry and a man a chip and you made their right hand a strawberry like oh never mind i want it to be a chip and said you can do that and so like they're very comfortable with this idea of like experimenting with the bug snacks and like what it's doing to their bodies and kind of embracing yeah. that so when you see Elizabeth at the end of as like this monstrous like like Hydra esque creature that is just like come become one with the Bug Snack Island like it it's a lot it's a lot but like at the same time it's like okay yeah like that this kind of makes sense like mm-hmm. she just got too deep you know yeah. and I think like for me and for so for me when I didn't before i've never watched any coverage of this game mm-hmm. so when i t- like when i first gave philbo that bugs like the strawberry bug snack mm-hmm. like i was like yo what like i was like shook a little bit because i'm like what the fuck yeah but it kind of that first moment tells you like hey there's gonna be some body horror here mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a little weird yep. I th- and the more you and as you go through the entire narrative um you realize, like like you said, these people are so incredibly open to eating these things, and you're like, mm-hmm. like part of part of me was like, yo, what the hell is wrong with these people? Why are they so willing to just eat these these things that they don't even know what what they are? Yeah. No one's and- done like from what we understand, Trifony is the only one doing research because yeah. she's an archaeologist trying to understand what these things are. No one's like done in the anonymous excuse me anonymous uh, uh, yeah thank you um like you. dissections of what these yeah. things are and they're just like oh it's food we're gonna eat it but when so, you get to the end of the game and you realize oh they're actually parasites it's like so oh that checks out the it's only like, exception to this real quick i think i think it's important to mention is gramble yeah. Gramble refuses to eat these things because he yep. sees them as sentient beings and he treats them like pets. Yep. And he gets mad at everyone else for just like indulging and like he he's like he's like the Puritan almost. Like everyone else mm-hmm. is like indur- indulging and he's like, no, this is wrong. Um and he's right. 
Like he's the it's it, it's like that scene in Alien where they're like, if we break quarantine, we all die. Gramble is is Ripley in that in scenario. He's like, hey, idiots, we don't know anything about this, mm-hmm. and like he treats it more of like, oh, they're sentient, they're cute, they're my family kind of thing. But like at the end of the day, like that's oh, uh, I just hit my microphone. Um, at the end of the day, like that's he kind of had like he is kind of acting as that role of like we don't know and we shouldn't be doing this, mm-hmm. and no one else does that. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like that's a good distinction to make. Um, but it's he, while they may be the off pairing of like, hey, we're not like I'm not doing this. I'm abstaining from it. Um, ev- like everyone else's willingness, and mm-hmm. even in when there's a scene where you eat a bug snack, you player the player yeah. character eats a bug snack, and then you get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was that was one of the like the signs of like okay something's Some, wrong here yeah if if i can't be allergic to a thing that is not like normal and natural in this world yeah um and i if everyone else is eating them and is totally fine with it how can i be allergic to this yeah and like fucking get in my mentions about allergies and shit i don't i don't care it's it's a fucking video game um well- like the thing is too. Like speaking of allergies, I think that's I think that's actually a really good point. Like if you think about this more, each of these bug snacks are built as like a different food. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, there's some like variations, like like strawberry or strawberry and black strawberry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all different foods. So realistically, you should only be allergic to maybe a couple of them. But you're allergic to all of them, which mm-hmm. means they all come from the same source. They have yep. similar. They have something similar in them. Uh, in like how they developed yeah and some, i think that's like, really interesting yeah some similar at like an- anatomical um yeah and they're all variations of that and i think yeah. that's worth noting and i don't this podcast is very sciencey which like is yeah. wild to me um yeah but i will say um like i said before the game <sighs> When you start down that final mission and then you see like what's called the quote unquote under snacks, yeah. like this, like the belly of the island where the bug snacks truly come from. Um, and then you see Elizabeth. I think from there, that's when the game like kind of falls, like fell apart for me. Same. Um, because this, the entire game, I was very much like playing it like, okay, I'm going to observe. I'll be patient that I'm going to catch the ones I need. Mm-hmm. Um, then it basically goes, it does a complete 180 and it's like, mm, fuck your patience. It's, we're an action game now, baby. Yep. Yeah. And, and like, I think the, the end, so like after you find Elizabeth and then Egabel, who is Elizabeth's partner, mm-hmm. like sacrifices himself. So you have a problem there already with like the bury the gaze trope. Yeah. Um, you have to get everyone off the island. You have to do like these weird mini games involving all your traps. And yeah, it very much becomes like more of an action game and people can fucking die, which I didn't know that because I, I just happened to save everyone. And then I got the trophy for like, you saved everyone. It's like, these people can fucking die in this. And so I'm going to divert here real quick. Yeah. I, I, Cromdo died in mine. Uh, Then I, I was like, fuck it, I'll reload us. I'll like go back to the beginning of the thing. Then he mm-hmm. died again, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not gonna save this guy. Because yeah. that part of like launching the barrels mm-hmm. sucks. Just, it's not great. Um, it's not fun. 
it's bad. Yeah, and I think because it all of these like these things you have like the launch pad, the trip shot, the the grappler, um, and all these tools you acquire are meant for are all like kind of not like kind of like precision tools. Yeah, and you're using them in a fashion which is not precision. You're using yeah. them and trying to be oh I'm trying to be accurate, not precise. They're traps. They're calculated yeah. traps. They're not spur of the moment. And like the game up to this point has never asked you to treat it le- like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like with like action adventure or not action ga- adventure, but like um character action games where like the very end like introduces a new mechanic just for the final boss. It feels very much like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the I don't know, like the ending like people I've talked to who have played the game like seem really excited about the ending. I'm just like I I don't get it. I don't get the yeah. love for it. It feels weird. Um same because after you leave the island, you lose your job. Yeah, like, which was hilarious by the way. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Um, and then like Philbo becomes mayor of whatever town you guys end up in. Um yeah. But so real quick, one thing that like I like Another like I said earlier in the podcast that you can kind of see this stuff coming if you if you kind of watch for it mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of tell that like something is very deeply wrong with this island is when you talk to Triffany and she's like, yo, the people who were here before us were straight up like burning people alive yeah. because bodies were disappearing. And like she like tells you like we're not the first people to have ever come here. Mm-hmm. and then you you learn that because the bug snacks are a parasite they attack the corpse and bug snacks are the people that came before yeah and they also like befica makes mention that i don't remember who but like somebody ate grumpuses which is what everyone is they're the people are grumpuses mm-hmm. and they're like teasing like oh that person eats grumpuses like y'all are eating bug snacks those are all past grumpuses yeah and so, like, y- like you don't know that at the time, but like, there's these there's these hints that like something's not okay and something's not right. Yeah. Um. And, but it never does it in a way to where like you have that unsettling feeling in your stomach, where like, like maybe like a tense part of like a horror game, um, where you're like, mm, I don't like this. This is weird. It's just like this is kind of fucked up. I guess. Yeah. Like it. You just there's such a big diametrically like opposed i like between the fucked upness and messed upness of the bug snacks mm-hmm. and the parasites and the island between like this cutesy art style and like i guess that's what they were going for but for me it does it, like it doesn't work um yeah. and i told like again i was talking to ty it feels like this game was made very much in a post rick and morty style um okay if that makes sense, like we're like, hey, this is messed up and look how like like especially the marketing for it was like, yeah, like, what is this? This is so weird. Oh, my God. It's like a, a moving strawberry. She just ate it and turned into it. And like it kind of had that vibe with the marketing and then actually playing the game. It kind of the end kind of felt like it was trying to be like edgy dark without mm-hmm. ever really earning it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And like I said earlier, like I just wish there was a. I wish I I would love to see a bug snacks like Pokemon Snap Viva Pinata game, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what I wanted out of this. 
and what I was kind of expecting. And it just Same. went in such a weird direction that I don't think it ever really earns the yeah. the beats it has. And like I talked to Ty about this too. It's like the story beats that excuse me, um, that happen, they are never really like they don't feel like deserved or earned at all. Um yeah, I don't know. It just I was just really underwhelmed with the story and I'm really curious how once it's out in the wild, how people feel about it. Because yeah, a few people that are like have early access and preview codes I've talked to and they're like, some of them really like it. I just don't get it. Yeah, no. And like, that's totally fair because I'm right there with you. The game is totally diametric. Like it's totally at ends with it, odds with itself at times because it is this cute, fun adventure game on island where the, the, the organisms living on this island are food they the entire ecological structure is animals that look like food and you're mm-hmm. like okay this is fun i can see what's going on but once it starts going down the path of like quote-unquote suspense i'd never thought it was suspenseful um and it like starts to really show itself i'm like oh this is the path that we're taking and it's not if the game revealed more of its true like intentions of like what's actually I mean they do they they talk about like the queen bug snack and they reveal what they like what happened to previous people who came here but it's all in like passing and it's not really anything they don't really make a big point out of it and that's for me which like kind of like undermines that that final scene and the the overarching narrative if if the narrative if it went in a direction where excuse me that was they made a point out of all these little things that they're revealing with like shelda about the queen bug snack and with triffany mm-hmm. about previous civilizations and f- like the people eating grumpuses and all these like little details if they made a like a bigger point about that then i think like oh the ending is more earned than it is you know what i mean? I, com- I completely agree with you because like the the entire objective for, for the plot is where is elizabeth we need to find her because she yep. acts as kind of the leader of this town um and really is a good leader and unifies all these people and that is always the objective it never changes from that up and like even until the very like up to the very end when you finally find her that's the first time it changes and i wish maybe a third of the way through it had to kind of turn into yeah we need to find elizabeth but something is wrong here Mm -hmm. and we need to figure out what happened to the people before and we need to figure out what bug snacks actually are and put more of an emphasis on that. I think it would have the the ending would have paid off a lot more because that constant focus on just finding Elizabeth and they even do this with the interviewing mechanic. It's always about the last question is always like, do you know what happened to Elizabeth? Where'd she go? Mm-hmm. It's never uh, and like a couple you ask them like oh what do you think about bug snacks and everyone but gramble says like oh yeah they're great i love to eat them and like it never is about the bug snacks and that's kind of why i said earlier this game feels like the bug snacks were at first the core idea and maybe like the design inspiration yeah 
and then quickly became secondary, but they wanted to make it about the bug snacks, but they never really did. Yeah. As far as like the plot goes. So, yeah, I mean, I completely, uh, long story short, I completely agree with you. I think they, they don't do a good job directing the player's focus to what they wanted to do with the story. Yeah. Cause it very much is like an event, like, you know, a traditional adventure game, like, Ooh, big thing happens. Oh, here's a clue. Go figure out what it does. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love like traditional adventure games, that's kind of how they are. The, the, the narrative is sparse and you have to put it together yourself. Granted, like I like finding the clues and finding the video diaries of tr- like yeah. trying to understand what the hell's actually going on here. Excuse me. But when it had to move on from that and become bug snacks at the game and not like a, a true adventure game, I was like, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had fun catching the snacks minus a few. Um, yeah. Fuck you, big bopsicle. Holy fuck the big bobsicle. So, okay. Shit. I, let's I let's just Ty get like a minute out on this little piece of shit. I talked to Ty about this yesterday. I was like, hey, I'm surprised you didn't hit me up about the big bobsicle because I had a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass. And like, I've had multiple people reach out to me about it. And they were like, nah, dude, I was having a hard time with it. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to feed him the little ones that split up. And that works. Wait, what? Yeah. You don't have to feed him the big one. You can feed him the two little ones. Are you fucking so I just like want to walk away from my desk. I know like they told me that I was laying in bed. And I go, are you fucking kidding me? I, I spent, spent 90 minutes just to get to, by the way. Right. Okay. So I don't know why you're listening to this. If you haven't beaten the game at this point, like we're, we're in the spoiler section, but if you have, if you just wanted to hear about the game, the big popsicle is in the mountain area. Mm-hmm. It is a, you know, those cheap popsicles that have like two sticks and you can rip them apart and there's two. It's a big yeah. one of those and it runs around. And one of the characters is actually Cromdo. He asks you for two of them, two big ones, because he wants to make his legs into popsicles so he can run across the desert without burning his feet. Yeah. To do this, you have to lower their ice armor, which you can do by getting them to walk into a hot spring. And then before like a 15 second timer runs out, you have to get them to either run into something or have something run into them. And they don't cooperate. And this is what I was talking about earlier with like things that just don't cooperate. He mm-hmm. like I would run past a tree, stand behind it, and he would go around the tree. But if he wasn't agitated or like if his armor wasn't down, he would run into that tree. And yeah, so I had a problem with it. You tech you DM'd me, I think. Yeah, and had a problem with it. And so this is how I did this. So if anyone's having a problem with a big fucking popsicle, here's how you do it. This is how I did it. Well, first of all, you're not alone. Yeah. Let's make that very clear. You're not yeah. alone. We're in this fight together. Fuck the big Yeah, popsicle. and I think, to, to make a point, I think the game ha- has some trouble issuing, like, like stating, like, oh, here's how, like, there is obtuse, ad- like, adventure game problems with some of these book snacks. And I think... That's just a flaw of adventure games at at large. Um, mm-hmm. Modern adventure games, less so. But like more traditional, older ones, this is a big problem. But this is why I would say play this game with a guide. If you ever yeah. have trouble, just load up a guide. Yeah. There's going to be guides for this game. It's gonna, like It'll just make your life easy. Mm-hmm. Playing game pre-release, no guide. Kind of sucks, but that's the way of the world. Um, yep. 
but no, I like I had trouble with even like the the flying Cheeto thing, because I was like, yep. how the fuck am I supposed to get this? It's flying in the air. I I launch myself. Oh, can I get up my net? No, I have to launch a trap. At, like with the launch, like yeah, there are just some things which aren't intuitive. See, um, I with the with the flying creatures, like Ty had the same problem where they messaged me and like, yo, how do I catch this thing? For me, it was intuitive. Like for me, it clicked. I was like, oh like because early on when you first get the launch pad it's like hey go like make the windmills work and you can't launch yourself you're too heavy mm-hmm. so in my mind it's like okay i'm just never gonna launch myself unless i absolutely have to uh okay this makes sense because i like pot like i took a, a break for a day then i got back mm-hmm. to the game right after that yeah see so. no i i beat this within 24 hours of having the code so I powered through it. So, and because I have a horrible memory, so I kind of have to do that, especially with mm-hmm. games like this, where there's like mechanics that are puzzle solving based. Um, so for me, that one naturally clicked, but stuff like the, the big bopsicle, the, the little donut thing on the tower up in the mountain area. Like I cannot figure out how to catch that thing, despite getting it down, getting it to roll, putting a trap down, clicking the trap when it's in it. It just never wants to catch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, I don't know. It just, there's a, like I said earlier, there's a lot of little mechanics things that because you're dealing with AI, um, it just doesn't feel super polished and doesn't feel super good a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, it feels very, try this until it works, which for some things like the big popsicle where like when that thing splits apart, if you're trying to catch a big one, you just have to walk out of the area and come back in and reload. And I did that probably a, a dozen to 20 times. Yeah. Same. And like we're, I played it on PS4, and like the loading time is like twenty minutes, like twenty seconds or thirty seconds. So like mm. that time adds up. Yeah. Um, which I think like for me was frustrating because I'm like cool, or I would like go to a bed and I would like sleep for like twelve hours and it would just reappear. But mm. I think as much as I really enjoy catching the snacks, like catching these these creatures. Mm-hmm. there is some part over like okay it's a little too difficult and like since we're in spoiler territory i had a very hard time with chanlo's like final boss thing the watermelon yeah because i didn't know what to do yeah i was like fair. oh it it loves all these little ones oh i'm gonna mm-hmm. capture all of them and then i'll enrage it like, cool, that, like, makes sense to me. I, I play games, so that's how video games work. But it's like, no, you have to, like, pull them to a trap, then drop it on it. I'm like, that? Yeah. Okay. Then, like, I, and I did one... it, and I was like, cool, whatever. But I was like, it was very frustrating in the beginning, because I was like, I clearly see everything that is here. Yeah. I know exactly what I have to do. I have to drop these stalactites. Stalactites? Mm-hmm. Stalagmites? Whichever one. Like, uh... uh mites because they oh wait no tights because they they hang tight to the ceiling oh that's interesting yeah it's like tights hang hang tight to the ceiling like mites might might reach the ceiling interesting i've never thought about it like that yep um and so like i saw i saw the i saw all the pieces on the board Mm. but the actual like putting the dots together was a little hard for me but i like like i said that that speaks to the adventure game aspect of this game yeah um and I think stuff like that works. I mean, I think I think the 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 three boss fights, like quote unquote boss, boss fights with the with the bigger bugs nice that there are, mm. it sucks that they're all optional. 
because they're the most fun I had with the game. Same. Um, Like there's the sushi one on the beach. That one actually was my least favorite. That one kind of sucked because I don't love the trip line. Um, Oh, that's how you do that one. Yeah, I I got to that and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to reload a checkpoint and then I'm stopping. Yeah, it's the trip line. Uh, But the the pizza one out in the desert was fun. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I think those are the most, those are the most fun. Cause there's, there's problem solving there, but it also felt like it was puzzle solving, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. And whereas like each individual bug snack, if you messed up too bad, it just got frustrating or they would just be gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it got, it got frustrating. Yeah. And I can see that. And that's like part of like the frustration with this game is some some bugs are easy some are hard and mm-hmm. even when you go to like the journal entry to like kind of get more clues to how to solve it mm-hmm. there's not much more to help you there really isn't and a lot of like you mentioned earlier like it tells you once you scan them which bug snacks they don't like and which ones they do like mm-hmm. and those pictures are so damn small it's hard to tell what it is yeah and that's like i have some the ex- accessibility in this game is like i think it's fine i think it's yeah. like it's serviceable. Um, mm-hmm. There's no remapping for controls. There's no raising subtitle size. Um, and there's no way to like make some of these snacks, which are very like timing oriented, easier to catch. Yeah. But that being said, subtitles are automatically on throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an FOV slider, which can help um, with awareness. But no, I like, to wrap this up because we've been like kind of belaboring the point yeah. talking about um, <laughs> like our frustrations here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the bug snacks as, as a product is solid. I had fun with it, but I think the narrative is really what hurts it for me. And I know you're the opposite in which the systems kind of hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I think the best way to describe this game is as it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, will I ever play it again? Probably not. If somebody asked me, you know, obviously it's gonna be free on like PS plus for PS five and stuff like that. If somebody asked me like, Hey, should I, should I pick up bug snacks? I'd be like, sure. I mean, yeah. maybe it depends on the person. Like if it's my little sister-in-laws who are like early teenagers. Yeah. You guys would probably find it fun. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit on the rooftops and scream about this game, yeah. um, which sucks because I was really looking forward to it. I just think it doesn't. It's got a lot of parts that independently I think work well together, but when put together, it makes each individual one weaker. Yeah, in a lot of in a lot of aspects. Yeah, I so. think, and to that point, I they, I played another game this year, which I like, like I I forgot what it was, but it was like oh, it was um, a fold apart. Um, yeah, yeah. I played that and I was like, this game would have benefited from just like six more months in the oven, more cohesive storytelling, ways to make the puzzles easier mm-hmm. and a way to like elaborate more of communication in that game. I do think this game would benefit from just more time spent refining that narrative mm-hmm. and making like the experience of it more like more fun because i had fun with like the the environments you go to i am like capturing the snacks but if there was more time spent on the writing 
I think it would really, really make the product much, much more fun for me. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I've said my piece. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think it could have used a little bit more guidance, mm-hmm. um, a little bit str- of a stronger hand with pacing and how it presented its story. So. Yeah. That said, pacing is a little rough. But mm-hmm. I would like to say thank you for joining me for this review discussion, Andrew. Um, it's been a Thanks blast. Because yeah. we talked about the, the bugs that are kind of snacks. Yeah. Um, and so, Andrew. Yeah. Where can the people find you on the internet at large? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CogsTheWell, C-O-G-S-T-H-E-W-E-L-L. I am the video editor over at Uppercut Crit. You or Uppercut. You can find us at Uppercut Crit on Twitter and UppercutCrit.com. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm not doing the review for us on Uppercut. Ty is, but I will have a feature up that's a fun, I think a fun way to look at this game. So I'm excited okay. for that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you say at, off air about it. <laughs> um, you can find me, your host, Quinn Hoffman, on Twitter at quantum underscore arbiter. You can find all my musings at irrationalpassions.com. Follow the site at irrationalpod. And please, for the love of God, subscribe to my baby, Irrational Passions Presents. It is the thing I have probably put the most time into at the site. And it is actually my child. So, please. Um, But once again, thank you for joining me, Andrew. It's been a blast. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.